0: And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the Triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. All right, let's get to some listener questions here, Angie. Our first one comes to us from Abigail in Wake Forest. Abigail says, I've been planning to sell my home and buy a new one, but I'm really anxious about timing the market. I keep hearing it's a seller's market, but what if the market changes by the time I sell my house and I end up paying more for a new one? How do I navigate this transition without getting caught in a financial pinch?
1: yeah it's impossible right you're never going to win on the the listing side and win on the buy side like let's be realistic although we would all
0: trade right
1: right we would we would all love for hey let me sell high and buy low it doesn't work that way guys so you know you you are right with the feeling that hey it is more of a seller's market so that means that there is less inventory on the market which is then increasing the price point um but then when you go to buy Again, you're up against a seller's market. Now, I have been seeing where sellers have been more negotiable in regards to like offering closing costs and, you know, just, you know, negotiating on their price points. So there's no way to perfectly time the market. Um, I will say, though, as soon as we see any change in interest rates where they decline, even just the tad bit, you will be up against so many more buyers fighting over a home and what's going to happen is where there is such low inventory there's very few options so that means more potential buyers per home which is really just going to shoot that price point through the roof and you will be paying a lot more in that scenario versus not being up against that competition right now so that's something to think about so honestly it's a great time to take advantage of it be in a seller's market and go ahead and buy where there's not as much competition in the buyer's market.
0: Okay. Very good. Great question, Abigail. Thanks for sending that one in to us. All right. Let's get to another one here from Benny. Benny is in Cary and says, I've recently spotted a charming house listed as for sale by owner. I'm tempted to make an offer, but I've always heard that buying directly from the owner can be risky. What specific risks should I be aware of and how can I protect myself during the process?
1: Yeah. Um, You know, you should be a little concerned. Um, I would say be concerned in the sense that you want to make sure that you have some type of representation. Um, I cannot tell me you... How many times we have worked with a for sale by owner and us as the agent representing the buyer, we do all the work. I mean, you know, I understand the need to save money where you could, you know, if you're a seller wanting to do a for sale by owner. But what happens is, first of all, you don't understand just the overall process, the contract terminology. You don't have the marketing avenues that a real estate professional does to get your home out there and let it be seen by the most possible eyes or prospective buyers to then get the most traffic in your home to get you the highest price point. So, you know, I understand it might make sense for you or you love this home, right? So I never would want to, you know, deter you from taking a look at that home or moving forward on that home, but I would most definitely get representation to help you on the buy side just to make sure that you are protected and you make it to the closing table. You know, the the contracts in general change yearly you know um and so what was the rules and the standards last year have changed and it's different this year and the last thing i want is first of all for you to overpay or for you to be you know ever taken advantage of and not making the best decisions for yourself long term so yeah get representation
0: Yeah, all good points there, Angie and Benny. I hope that helps you out as well. Now I want to dive in a little bit more to this conversation, kind of understanding the pitfalls of a for sale by owner. So if you're thinking about selling your home without a real estate agent, this will be the show for you, because you might want to think again, what we're going to do is talk about some of the often overlooked complexities, maybe some hidden dangers of going that Fizbo route—that's the industry uh, kind of terminology, right, Angie? Fizbo. Exactly. Fizbo. <laughs> okay.
1: Yep. For sale by owner. You got I'm it.
0: To, I'm trying to talk the lingo. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So we'll try and see if you know by saving a couple of dollars, is it worth it, or are you running into more problems, and maybe even actually losing money because of those issues and problems that might pop up? So, Angie, I know one thing that you've talked about before when we discuss these Fizbos or for sale by owner situations is that there are hidden costs. In the inexperience. So, if a seller's trying to do this for the first time ever, um, they may not be calculating all of, I guess, missed yeah. opportunities that come along with it.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to selling a home, you as a seller, you do have closing costs, right? Buyers have closing costs. Typically, buyers closing costs are a little steeper, um, especially if they are obtaining financing. Uh, but on the seller side, there are closing costs. I can't tell you how many times we go on a listing presentation when it gets to the numbers side of things and we share comparables, what their home is worth. You know, they give us maybe like their loan payoff and they think they're And we're like, no, 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 no. Like here's a net proceed sheet. Here's your prorated taxes. Here's your seller doc prep fees. Here's your uh, payoff fee, courier fee, whatever it might be. So it's important to truly know what your bottom line would look like so there's no surprises. So that's why we really detail that out because we want a seller to walk away knowing exactly what they would make based on the price point that they would receive. So um, not that they're hidden costs, but it's just costs that are applied to every seller. And that's different from state to state, right? We all had different taxes and whatnot. Um, So you just need to be familiar with what closing costs are associated with selling your home. Um, And then also as far as hitting costs, you know, just being prepared for, okay, will there be expenses to get my home market ready? Will there be expenses for maybe negotiation of repairs? So just being, uh, you know, savvy and aware of what you potentially could expect so it's not a surprise if it should happen
0: all good points there angie so that's the the inexperience could lead you down some rough paths there when it comes to just end up costing you more uh or missed opportunities what about safety and security concerns of selling a home on your own yeah
1: i mean that's a biggie i mean i you know i feel like this world is getting crazier and crazier as time goes yeah, on right um no i mean doubt. unfortunately or at least it's just public because of like social media and the news i don't know what it is but you know one main reason not main reason but i mean one very positive reason to sell with a licensed professional is we do have kind of a protection i guess in regards to who's walking through your home the only people that can gain access to your home are licensed professionals. And at any point I know exactly who is stepping in your home and should there ever be a concern, issue, something has been taken, I could tell you exactly which agent was in your home. And um, even if it was their client who caused the issue, well, it falls back on that agent, you know, and from a security standpoint, yeah, I mean, I, I would be very cautious of just opening up your home to anyone, someone you don't know, someone you, you know, you can't go and run a background check on someone in advance, right? but do know as a licensed professional to actually get our real estate license, a background check must be ran. So yeah, just an extra sense of you know safety and security can go a long way.
0: Also, just a lot of scams out there these days, so, right? Oh my
1: God. The amount of scams, y'all, that I find, and and I a lot of them I don't even understand the intention. And we see this even on our property management side too, with Turnkey Property Management. You know, sending over like fake, um, Uh, payroll reports, Um, you know, fake buyers out there going to make an offer on a home. There's a lot of fake sellers out there they act like a property is theirs and they try to sell someone else's home so there is so much scam happening um, and you even have to watch out just you know emails coming across um, there's so many very smart hackers out there that they know how to intercept as soon as it's time for the wire instructions to go across they're intercepting and they're sending you wire instructions for their account so you really have to be careful and make sure you're protected because once that money's gone there's no finding it you're not getting it back
0: yeah it's- it's just, a, it's just a really bad situation when those things occur. So have somebody that's used to spotting those issues on your side rather than doing it all on your own. Also, Angie, not all of us are born negotiators. And so there are hurdles and hassles during the negotiation process that really only years of experience and, and savvy real estate knowledge are going to be able to prepare you for.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that's where the saving sides of using a real estate professional comes into place because, you know, especially like the emotional side too, you know, when it's a for sale by owner, you know, your goal is to get that home sold. And we have kind of two ends of the spectrum. We have that for sale by owner who is saving every little penny, every little dollar, not even realistic, right? So sometimes they need to be shooken and said, hey, like, this issue with your home will affect any buyer. No one's going to buy your home with this situation. So they need to be guided on what items they need to you know, pay attention to or fix. On the flip side, I've also seen sellers where their goal is just to get that home sold. So they're almost giving away the world. And so that's where we step in as a real estate professional say, no, no 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 no. No no. That that buyer's being way too nitpicky. You don't need to do that. Like let's kick it back. Like let's negotiate. So that's where we save you money and don't allow you to just give the potential buyer the world because there's no need to. So just understanding Kind of what's the norm, what's not the norm. And, you know, we have hundreds and, or we actually have thousands of, you know, transactions under our belt, but every year, you know, we're selling four or 500 homes plus. And so we do this time and time again. And so we know what to expect, what not to expect.
0: Another great point there, Angie. All right. So we've talked about the hidden costs of experience, safety and security concerns, negotiation hassles. Let's jump down to paperwork because this may seem like, oh, okay, well, I just need to do some hard work and I can make it through the paperwork. Nightmare, but it's just that, right? A nightmare. I we've all, if we ever bought a property, know how many papers you got to sign. Now, just imagine like organizing all of that without the experience and uh, and kind of that team that you've got—Angie of people and closing attorneys and all that—that that need to be involved.
1: Right, exactly. Well, and paperwork is there for protection, right? If you don't have the correct addendum attached to, for example, your offer to purchase, you aren't protected. For example, let's say that the buyer is obtaining an FHA or a VA loan. Well, there should be an FHA, VA finance and addendum attached and that protects you with your appraisal. Um, So there's just a lot that goes into the paperwork side of things. But again, it's all there for protection. And if you don't have it in place, you could really be in deep trouble.
0: That is uh, helpful to know. Yeah, got to have paperwork all sorted out. All right, last uh, but not least, um, sorting through serious buyers from the lookers. We talked about safety concerns, uh, but then is there this like extra loss of time and effort when it comes to just kind of like sorting through the people that are walking through your door?
1: Yeah, you know, there's, that's one thing that is really important to think about when you are doing a for sale by owner, you have no idea of the, like how realistic a potential buyer is, are they serious? Are they just looky lose? So having a real estate professional who is weeding through like, who are these true, you know, like out there buyers, or are they just kind of kicking rocks? that's important because who wants to open up their home just to a random person who is not even serious about buying a home right now. So getting your time back is important and you know, allow us to waste our time on those people, not waste yours <laughs> is the way I look at it. <laughs>
0: All right, Angie, well, a great breakdown of some of the issues and pitfalls of selling a home on your own and and going that FISBO route. Have you had people to kind of put a bow on today's conversation? Have you had people who want to do a for sale by owner, but maybe uh, backed out at the last minute or sought your advice or help um, of your team, maybe when they did try it for a little while and it didn't work out? Is that a pretty common story?
1: Yeah, we've actually had that happen several, several times. Um, And, you know, even situations where we had a past client who we helped purchase a home. They had an amazing experience with us, super, you know, satisfied with our services. They decided to do it for sale by owner. And then they call us back up and say, okay, we messed up. What were we thinking? Um, I would say typically, you know, individuals go that route because all they can think about is dollars, right? Which That is our goal still to net you the top dollar. Um, So you have to put the commission aside and if we can still net you what you want and you pay the commission, aren't you in a better position versus trying to do it on your own and actually potentially netting less because there is, I mean, market, you know, like stats behind it that for sale by owners on average are always netting less than what a real estate professional can net them, even including their commission. So yes, it's happened time and time again. Typically the reason being is they're just not getting the traffic that they want. They're not getting the offers they would like to see. Um, we've had several instances where they've received a buyer, though they're officially under contract and then the buyer backs out on them but again there were things that could have taken place in the beginning so they wouldn't have gotten to the point of like a termination Um, and there's you know a lot of times it's red flags like okay you went under contract and then once we talk through it uh come to find out you never even received like proof of funds or prequal letter so this buyer who potentially wants to you know buy your home they they haven't even proved to you that they are even qualified so there's always or hey you just you accept $0 in due diligence, like, of course, they're just going to back up for any and all reasons, right? There's no skin in the game. So just understanding the, you know, typical process, contract to close, what the the contract paperwork should look like, and, you know, what is kind of the norm and what's not is super important.
0: You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole.